<laughs> what did you do yesterday? Oh, man. Uh, yesterday, I threw all my socks away. You threw all your socks away. You know, you know, you have your sock drawer yes. and it's just chaos. Yeah, we have two like never ending unmatched piles and of like, so laundry baskets full of socks. There's this daily battle in my life yes. of digging through my sock drawer and trying to find two socks right. that match because I just go and buy like a three pack here and a six pack yes. there. And, and you so don't fold them together and put them in your drawer. Well, no, it, my, I want to, but then I'm no. just lucky to get my t shirts actually folded oh. in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got all bent out of shape about it. I was putting a sock on the other day and I pulled it up too hard and I like blew the sock out, like yeah. ripped the back yeah. of it. And so I was like, forget this. So I went and bought, threw all my socks away, went and bought all new socks. I spent essentially uh, my children's college fund all, all, all on <laughs> new socks, yeah, absorbent amount of money on all these new socks. And I'm so mad because this morning I put them on. Yeah. And they have a left and a right. Now I'm so mad because yeah. now now you got to match them. Still. I'm still digging through the drawer. Right. I wanted to be able to like close my eyes and reach in the drawer, pull out two socks, <laughs> and eyes. I'm successful for the day. <laughs> I'm trying to become more efficient. I'm yes. trying to uh, optimize my life. First world problems. First day. First world <laughs> problems. Like what why? would happen if you wore the left sock on the right foot? Though I think that like a wormhole might open up in the space-time <laughs> continuum yeah. and it all might the end might be no, near. yeah i don't know i'll do it i'll do it tomorrow and see and what happens see if you walk sometimes crooked. sometimes titus still wears his whole shoe on the wrong foot <laughs> and it doesn't affect that dude at all <laughs> and so so he'll be going to uh, second grade just like with his shoes all yes. crisscrossed you could be like mckinley growing up she was like never would match her socks on purpose it was like, oh, a thing. no, I see her do that still yeah, sometimes. Thing. And now Lillian does it because she saw her do it. Yeah, it's they think it's funny. So uh, if you're if you're going to uh, spend three hundred thousand dollars out on socks, just look at them close enough to make sure that they don't have a, uh, yeah. a L and a R. Behind every strong leader is also a sock that's halfway scooted down their foot. Have nope. you heard that? Yeah, I've heard that? that about women. Oh, it's behind true. every strong woman. Oh. It ain't no man. Ain't ain't no man having that problem. <laughs> Our sock blows out. Trash can. Oh well, yeah. Hey, we we had lots lots to do. We ain't got time to mess with socks. So hey, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to get it figured out. It's true. Welcome to the tug of more, uh, Ben. We're so glad that you're joining us. Just a conversation between out. two friends. Yep. As we talk about uh, life and ministry and leadership and this internal tug yes. to more. There's a tension and a fight anytime we want to go into all the things we feel like we're supposed to accomplish. And we have to work hard at it and you have to keep tugging and we sometimes want to give up. But here we have conversations to help us, propel us yeah, into more. For sure. You pranked me this morning. I pranked you? Well, I thought you pranked me. I usually have water in my cup and Whitney put coffee in my cup. I was and trying so, to be nice. No, it, not I, trying to. Which prank is funny you. that I thought you were pranking me and you're being nice. <laughs> this is the this is the perspective yes. problem that we have to have the pers right perspective. So I'm now sipping on a, it's a mocha latte. A, a mocha latte, which I can't do it. Can I have show and tell? Oh. Look, I bought my own water jug. <laughs> if you're if you're watching, if you're only listening on uh, 
audio. Spotify, yeah, yeah, Spotify on Apple, YouTube. Yeah. We're actually filming this, yes. and so you can see Pastor Trussin's new uh, half-gallon water jug. It's That's ginormous. A, it's absurd, but hey, it gets the job done. You could take it camping all weekend long, mm -hmm. but instead you're going to try to drink two of those yeah, I'm trying, in a day. Yeah, I'm trying to stay hydrated. Does it make you pee a lot? <laughs> Constantly. I, I might actually not even be able to make this podcast <laughs> all the way before I have to run to the bathroom. Right. And, you know, I'm just not... I just don't care. I don't care what anybody no. thinks. I'm like, I'm just going to carry this. It's better than carrying around a gallon of water. Absolutely. I used to be one of those guys in college that would carry around the milk jug. Yes. So like, oh, I've got my creatine and my water. I <laughs> so, ordered the thing on Amazon that like tells you like what time of the day you're supposed to be through it. But I did not realize that it was going to be a gallon. Yeah. Because on the picture, it looks small. And he comes in and I was like, oh, no, I'm yeah, not doing Yeah, they just it. have the model like as a seven foot five yes, man holding yes. it. And it so you get it and it's gigantic. Yes. So I was like, I don't want to start carrying around a, a gallon of water. Right. So this so now you big have monstrosity a, will Now you will just have a half gallon that you're carrying <laughs> around. have a half gallon. Of a black it's metal container, it and if someone attacks me, I can use hey, it as a weapon. But it's 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 helping you be the healthiest you, right? Yeah, and okay. that's what we focus on. Healthy me. Healthy. So us. we're talking about some leadership stuff yep. today, and uh, developing yourself, developing the team around you. You know, some terminology that's thrown out all the time is IQ and EQ. Yes. Uh, this idea of intelligent quotient, right. like how smart are you? How much intelligence do you yeah. have? But then also your emotional yep. quotient. We've done a big conversation on emotional health. Yeah, tag it up in the corner, and uh, that's like a really important. They love when you do that. They do. Uh, yeah, I I feel like they love it. When I we're used like... to always throw out photos, and Bailey would get so mad, so I've stopped doing it. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I'll have some today. Maybe I'll come up with some photos to throw in today. Ridiculous. So uh, intelligence quotient and right. emotional quotient, but there's actually a lot of yeah. other things that are in play for us to be able to accomplish everything that God has for right. us. Right. No, just like you are being intentional to bring a bottle of water with you and actually get your body physically in shape. There's other things that we have to work hard right. on in order to be all that we're supposed to be if we're going to step into more. And so, yeah, the, the IQ, EQ thing, I think as leaders, we've talked about a ton because when we're hiring employees, yeah. we're like, what are those things for them? But as we've been doing this longer, we've recognized, actually, there's a lot that matter. So let's talk IQ, EQ first. Okay. And then uh, you got to stay on through the rest of the podcast to get the other ones. Yeah. So you can kind of, so you can kind of get, no get them. them all. Yeah. So like if you're building a team, if you're hiring employees, if you're just creating a group of people around you that are right. helping you, part of your tug team. Yeah. You've got to be aware that everybody has an intelligence quotient right. to be able to do the thing that they're trying to do. Yeah. People have to be, we have to be smart enough to actually do the job that, that we're trying right. to do. Right. If you are uh, hiring someone for a job that they actually just don't have the capacity in their brain to yeah. do, yeah. it's not going to work. And I think for that's sure. an easy one, usually, to like, talk about and to kind of look at because are they qualified? Yeah. But really, can they just even do it? Yeah. It's important. I've never taken an IQ test. No, me either. I, I kind of want to. We should do that. I don't know why uh, we haven't. What is that other thing that you you uh, you had all the staff fill out, like the personality? Oh, the personality tests. Yeah, there's a bunch bunch of those that we've done. The Myers Briggs and the yeah. SOI and the and then one know. that you guys talk about all the time that the I Enneagram. haven't actually done, but y'all yeah. just tell me what I am. You're a strong eight, bro. Okay. They just tell me what Bailey's aggressively nodding behind the <laughs> table. I don't know what it is. You're like an eight seven. That's why you and I are weird. I, you're like an eight seven. I'm like a seven eight. And so you're you're highly assertive. You handle junk. You don't ever 
uh, like sh back down from yep. a confrontation or a fight, you're always going to run into it first. Like that's some of some of the characteristics. Yeah, but maybe we need to do the the IQ test. What do they do? They like ask you like if the train leaves the station at this time to that time. I'm assuming time? it's kind of like yeah. I always think of it like an SAT test or a, a what was it that we did? Yeah. Uh, ACT, remember that was a thing for a while, but they're back to SAT hey, it's now. it's been a minute. It's yeah. been a minute. And so I always think it's like that, probably with circles that you fill in, like a Scantron. Yeah, Scantron. I don't know. So last night I was helping Lillian with her homework. She's now in third grade. Yes. And already in third grade, I was like, hold on, I need everybody to be quiet so I can actually read this and pay attention. It was like a puzzle and you had to have the numbers <laughs> and the things and right. like figure out what the riddle was. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, if I'm having to focus this much for my third grade daughter's homework, right. I'm about to be in trouble. Well, I think that as we grow up, our IQ is something that feels very focused on. We for go sure. to school, yeah. uh, then we go to college. Like All of these things is about learning and building our intelligence quotient yeah. of our brains. And so I think that's where most people focus. And sometimes, yeah, maybe you feel like maybe... I don't know. For me, you feel like that's the thing that will get you to where you're going is yeah. if I'm smart enough. Yeah. And I know we've talked about it before, the like struggle and the insecurity of maybe I'm not smart enough. But what we've recognized it takes a lot more than that. For sure. To do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. There's a lot of smart people out there that uh, aren't able to do anything. Right. So a lot of people that have read all the books and taken all the classes, but then they get into the trench. Yeah. Boots on the ground and they're just unable to produce but it's because they're missing one of the other areas. Right. They have all the intelligence, yeah. but we have to look at ourselves and say, okay, where am I missing? Right. Where am I lacking? And I'm gonna add to this. But area. I think that it's important to note that like for when you step into more, whatever it is, you've got to keep growing even that intelligence quotient because you got to keep learning. Yeah. You got to keep being a learner of whatever it is. For us, it's ministry and we are constantly learning. We're constantly saying, hey, we don't know what we're doing. Let's try yeah. something new. We just signed up for a conference uh, in October yeah. that we're going to go to just to go and glean some wisdom and glean some information. Yeah. And you know the funny thing? I can say this. I got on the website and I looked at the churches of the pa the the pastor the churches of the guys that are yeah. speaking at the yeah. conference and I was like not like blown away right but no. just because they might be a peer or they might not have done something that is like that. earth shattering right. doesn't mean that I don't have the ability to go and learn some major things from them that's a really good point even though size wise it might be comparable they might be winning in an area so well that we are failing at right. that we can learn from. But that's a really important piece, though, that we've talked about before that, like, you don't have to. We tried for years to find mentors that were, like, specifically the same as us. Yeah. But you, you, that's not really possible because we're all different people. No. But we can find people that we can learn in certain areas. They have maybe a higher IQ in some things, and we have a higher high IQ in another. Yeah, I tried to find a mentorship in a one-stop shop. Yeah, it's not of possible one, is what we've one learned. person right. who can teach me all of these different things. Right. But really to be to really grow uh to grow in your understanding and your leadership, you have to have multiple people yeah. pouring into your tank right. to really grow your intelligence. Yeah, and so I think it's important. And so intelligence is the first major big one, but as leaders we've learned we've worked with yeah. people who had high IQ but super low EQ. No emotional and it was difficult super difficult man because it's like they have all they all know all the words to say right they know like what should be done yeah but if you don't have any emotional awareness right 
man, you're hard to work with. Right. So you said a minute ago that in school they focus so much on intelligence. Yeah. But I remember a line somewhere I heard like in elementary school and it was some stat that a teacher shared and it said 70% of people will fail at their life's vocation because they can't get, can't get along with people. Yeah. They can't work on a team. Yeah. And so I always remember hearing that and I'm like, man, okay, I, I gotta just be able to get along with people. I've gotta yeah. understand how people work. And uh, and that's emotional, your emotional yeah. quotient. You have to be sensitive uh, to what's happening around you. You have to be like aware of the room and the vibe and the feel. You have to be aware of the way you make other people feel. Yeah. There's a lot that comes into emotional intelligence and I, I don't know, we've, we've encountered people before that can and have grown and then other people who, once they're like a certain age and they've got that EQ set, they're kind of just stuck and yeah. set in it and they don't want to shift. Yeah. I've, uh, I got a friend who's a pastor and he just made a post on social media a couple of weeks ago and he had this stack of books that he read over the last 12 months. And it's literally 52 books. He reads a book a week and it's like a stack mm -hmm. of all of this intelligence that he's yeah. put in. But I know the guy. Yeah. And he needs to work on his emotional awareness. Yeah. He needs to he needs to work on like some stuff other than just intellect. Well, because that can be all consuming. Well, and and we like to do where we win. Correct. We we like to do what we're good at. Correct. And so if you're a good book reader, a good test taker, right. a good like information knowledge gatherer, then that's where you're just going to lean towards. Right. But like what about your emotional Quotient. Yeah, no, I was, when you said that, it made me think just this week, we have our team reading a book. This is a short book that they're yeah. reading together. It's actually the first like, like, hey, we're going to all read this this week together in a short amount of time. And for me, it's been kind of consuming of my week just to fit in where I'm going to get it so yeah. I can make sure I have it read in time. Yeah. And I can only imagine how much time that takes up from the right. thing that that person is called to do that from their life yes you can constantly be growing in the things but you have to balance it yeah. you can't be constantly only in one then you get out of balance your scale is super tipping yeah. and there's no way he's going to get anywhere other than right where he is yeah super knowledgeable super smart yeah but like man you got some internal hurts that you probably should right. deal with like what if instead of reading 52 books you read 25 books right. and then you also went to counseling. Exactly, because it feels like if you're in a boat in the middle of the river or whatever and you lose one oar and you just have the one side, you're just spinning in a circle. Come on, somebody. You're just spinning in a circle. And I'm like, so many people, if they would take a minute and go, wait a minute, what's not right here? Yeah. Then they might actually be able to get where they're trying to go. Okay, next one, it kind of leads into emotional quotient is your social yeah. quotient, yeah. your SQ. So how how are you socially? How do you do when it comes to interacting with other people? Emotionally is like what's going on in you, but socially is yeah. what's going on between you and other people. And so I'm like, to the to the book readers, read the book. Right. Like Pastor Winnie just said, we're reading a book with our right. whole team, but maybe instead of reading a book, you should just schedule a dinner. Right. You should just go have lunch with somebody. You should could just go to the Chamber of Commerce luncheon and just well, mingle. Yeah, you, you know? have to find where your deficit is and then work towards it. And I think the EQ and SQ are real connected because yeah. some people are not good socially because they got a lot going on emotionally. And so they just retreat. Ooh, do, do that. And so they don't yeah. actually allow themselves to grow there 
Because they're really not growing here either. Yeah, because if you're an emotional basket case, yeah. then you're so insecure and you have so many other things in your head that you're not able to send any words out of your mouth. Right. So you can't make any friends. Yeah, it's not going to work. And so I'm like, we got we to gotta look at all of them because they go hand in hand. But the social one, I think, is just, I've heard people say like, well, I'm, I'm an introvert. I'm like, okay, well, you can be an introvert, but you can still have a high social quotient. And so you've yeah. got to grow it and try it. And like you said before, where are you comfortable? Cool. Where are you uncomfortable? The only way to get to more is to be willing to be uncomfortable. All day. And so p push it. Push that social quotient. I think that people stop and struggle because they think that that is not a big deal with their job, their work, their calling, their purpose. That's just fun. Oh, man. You're right. It's what people think. Yeah. And, and remember, we worked with someone who has like no social awareness mm -hmm. and it just ended up imploding the relationships around them, the, the department around them. Yeah. It, it's not just for fun. Well, I think of our spouses, Aaron and Rachel. Yes. Uh, they're both intelligent in their, in their fields. Mm -hmm. Rachel has her master's degree. Yep. She's a proficient teacher. Yep. Aaron has all the courses and plaques on his wall. Yeah. But the reason that they keep finding promotion and advancement right. is because they are socially kind. It's 100% They're true. socially aware. Yep. Aaron remembers people's kids' names. He remembers their wife. Right. He, 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 he knows the details of their life. Right. He can sense if people are sad or if they're happy. He has some social awareness. Right. Same with Rach. Yeah. Everywhere she goes, social awareness. And like, you can be the smartest person in the room. It's true. But if you're unable to relate to anybody, unable to make a friend. It'll only get you so far. It'll only get you so far. Unless, unless you're like a mega talent. Yeah, but even so, then. But I'm saying there's some people that are like the alpha, like Elon. Yeah. I always talk about Elon. He's like super mega intelligent. Right. The guy probably doesn't have a whole lot of friends. No, He obviously maybe. has some emotional stuff because yeah. he's crying about like, but he's so smart that it, it overshadows all the other areas. But for most people, right. we have to really have a balance. Yeah, that's so, a giant, like he's, I mean, literally one of the wealthiest people, like yeah, smartest. He's a mega brain. We, we, for the most people, yes, go. Yeah, you just watch a Jeff Bezos interview and you're like, right. yeah, you're not that socially right. socially aware. No, but but we don't just. Sorry, sorry, Jeff, if you would like to make a donation to Living <laughs> Church, uh, I will retract that statement officially and wear an Amazon t-shirt for the rest of my life. <laughs> Okay, so Amazon Living yeah, Church. Living <laughs> Church brought to you by Amazon. But uh, no. okay, the, the, the intelligence we know how to work on intelligence. Yeah, take a class. Right. Read a book. Right. Right. Put some information in. They even have like books that are like exercises to grow your brain to but, grow your. But how do you grow the other two? Oh man! What you said was so good. We spent the first eighteen years of our life right. It's going to class to gain intelligence. But how do how does somebody, if they're hearing this, grow their emotional quotient or their social quotient? What are some steps they could take? Well, I mean, this is something we've worked real intentionally on. And so, I mean, you mentioned it a minute ago, go to counseling kind yeah. of thing. But I think that you have to get real with what you want out of life. Okay. Um, not just your goal of where you're going. Not just, oh, we want to grow a great church. But... <laughs> 
It's good. Yeah, that coffee got me. Uh, not that we want to grow just a great church, but we want to have a healthy, thriving community of people. Yeah. Like, what does it really look like for our life? And so once we determine that, then I, I kind of think the fourth cue goes in with this in order to answer the question. So can we talk about it and sure. then I can answer it? Yeah, hit it. Okay, so the AQ, yeah. uh, which is a little bit like, is it adversity? Is it adaptability? I'm not sure. Yeah. But there's kind of two different th trains of thought and two different ways that people would teach this idea. Um, adaptability quotient mm -hmm. is like, are you adaptable when you're when right. new things are thrown at you? How do you handle them? Yeah. Or when emergencies or when or then, things that change. Yeah. Or then adversity. And I mean, they're they're, they're comparable, kind of the same but they're, comparable, they're but different. also different. Yeah. Adversity is like some people when it gets hard, they just lay down and die. Right. They don't have thick skin. They don't have a tough back. Right. And so. No, so, yeah. like you're the guy that when you see someone on the side of the road, oh, we're going yeah. to pull over and help them because right. they're having trouble. Let's help out. Yeah. Um, but some, yeah, some people are going to be like, I do not want to even get involved in that. And I think that that really for us having a high AQ is what's helped us with the EQ and, and the SQ. And so yeah. I think you have to decide, do I want, am I willing to fight these things in my life in order to grow? And so because we wanted to be willing to be adaptable and change, because we were willing to face some adversity, we yeah. could go through the emotions and deal with it. I just think some people, what you just said, they lay down and die when it gets hard, mm -hmm. but that can be socially. Okay, I see where you're going. I didn't know where you're going, but I got you now. Yeah, like yeah. because- When it gets hard socially, they 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 can't. They can't so do they it. Eject. So they just leave and stop. But then they don't have any actually deep relationships. Right. And when it gets hard emotionally, we can say, that's fine. Yeah. I'm just okay with this. I don't want to talk about my past. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this trauma in my life. No, right. It's because there's an adversity. Because you and I have issue. talked a bunch about our emotional health. We talk about it here. We talk, but we talk about it. I mean, it's a constant conversation. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason we've, I mean, we've dug deep and hard in it yeah. because we're like, we, we handle adversity well. Yeah. We're both people who are like, oh, there's a problem. Yo, I'll solve it. Like, yeah. that's who we are. Yeah. And so because of that, I think. Uh, that's why we've been able. So I don't know for the person who lays down and gives up because you're just going to give up. But if not, decide this hard is worth it. Yeah. And then step into it and start digging, start figuring out what's what's causing me to either have a social issue, emotional issue, or whatever it is, and, and deal with it. Get some yeah. people around you that will help you, will help tug you into it. Because you, you mentioned Elon, and I'm like, yeah, but he does have a team. Oh, like, for sure. There would not be Teslas. No, no, no. He has a super incredible team right. of other And so at mega, least he has those geniuses. people around him <clears throat> helping with the emotional pieces and the social e yeah. pieces, right? No, that's true. So the adversity is what you just kind of leaned on. Yeah. Like that if you find yourself when when the when the going gets tough, you bounce. Yeah. Well then then there's a then there's an area that you know you right. need to work on. Right. Because no matter how smart you are or emotionally intelligent you are, yeah. tough things are coming. No, right. Jesus Jesus. Yeah. He told us in this world you will have trouble. Right. Trouble trouble's coming trouble's for all of us. And so we have to have some adversity ability. We've got to have uh, some strength. Yeah. But I really love the other one that people teach along with adversity, which is adaptability. Right. Um, no, right. Because if you're tugging into more, things are going to be shifting and changing all the time. I heard that uh, every time your organization or your church grows by 50 people, the entire thing changes. The feel of the entire room changes. And for us at Living Church, in just the last 18 months of all the coronaness, 
goodness, mm. we have had massive swings. Hundreds of people right. changing in right. the room and right. the feel and the vibe. And so there has to be some adaptability. I remember a, a while ago, uh, I did, on the same day, I did a pep rally at mm -hmm. a high school. Mm -hmm. You know, a pep rally? Like I'm up running around right. screaming. I'm like, what's up, yeah. Like doing that yeah. whole deal. And the same day, I did a funeral for a 90-year-old woman. Mm -hmm. The same day. Right. So I went from screaming a microphone in a jersey mm -hmm. to wearing a black suit talking right. somberly. Right. Talk about adaptability. No, right. And so like in my context of a communicator, that's something that we have to do. Just yesterday, yeah. Whitney went and taught at a at a, one of our local hospitals, asked her to come and do a Devo, and it was just online, and it was super awkward because there was nobody, there's just no, two people in the room. standing in, and I'm only five foot two, and the computer was low, and so I had to stand on my tiptoes yeah, the whole time. <laughs> but that's after Sunday, right. speaking to a right, packed a room, room of, of people. Full, yeah. full, and so we have to be adaptable, right. but it's not just adaptable in how we talk. It's right. adaptable in like, one day you might be behind a computer, one day you might be in front of people, right. one day you might be in a trailer unloading a bunch of junk, right. that we have to be uh, willing a, to shift adaptable, and change. that we yeah. can do multiple things well. Well, you know the saying, if we always do what we've always done, we'll always get what we've always got. Yeah. And that is not more. Yeah. And so if we want more, then we have to do new things. And so like for the last five years, we have done our staff meeting eight different ways. Yep. Eight different time slots. Yeah. Eight different people in the room. Yeah. Like we've had to adapt and change it. Yeah. When growth has happened, when As shifts have happened. When things change, we must change. Yeah. When things change, we have to adapt. And we literally talked yesterday, yesterday. about how to restructure our staff meeting. Yeah. Because as now the team's grown and the team shifted and right. there's now responsibilities here that weren't there before, we now just have to we just have to adapt right. to what's Keep happening. Going. And so I think that adaptability is a huge piece in being a fully quotiented person. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think that, you know, we're we're Jesus followers here yes, yes. at the Tug of More. That's right. And so we believe that God has a great plan yeah. for us. And so if God has a great plan for us, that means that he's going to take us from where we are to where he wants us. Right. Guess what that's called? Change. Yeah. And so if God wants us to change into a new thing, yeah. but we're unwilling to adapt from what we did, we're literally circumventing God. I, I just went and preached at a church uh, not too long ago for a friend, and man, I straight stepped into the 90s. Yeah. Right. I walk. I literally walked into this church, and I might as well got into a DeLorean going 88 well, miles per hour. Well, I guess it's good because 90s is back, you know, fashion. Well, I'm no. just joking. And so, and so, like, I walk in there, and I'm like, no, y'all haven't changed at all. Yeah. At all. You haven't changed at yeah. all. You have not adapted. Right. You have not adapted. The message that we present is the same. Yeah. But our adaptability, we, no. we have to make some shifts. We watched a YouTube clip years ago um, from Dr. Sam Chand that oh, talked yeah. about how um, growth is only possible by your quotient of pain, yeah. essentially. Yeah. That change equals... Uh, growth equals change. Growth equals and change. change and leads change leads to pain. And, the, and the, the more you're able to grow is... is uh, what is it? Uh, it's like the, the uh, amount you're about to, able to grow is due to the amount you're willing to withstand pain. So, well, and he talked about how we can find that, yeah, we can find can that, find that link. And uh, he... Uh, he talks about how as he leads all, he's 
oversees all these great right. leaders and mentors all these great yeah. leaders that what they have in common is an immense pain. Yeah. That there's immense pain sometimes in life. And so that goes back to the adversity. That's right. why they're kind of connected, the adaptability and the adversity. Yeah. As things grow and shift, uh, man, your, we have to. Your ability to not just withstand pain, but then keep per per persevering through the pain yeah. is what allows you to step into more. And so, so it's necessary. So yeah. as we kind of explained those, yeah. how do we, gr how do people grow in those? Yeah, this is. A we great already know question. intelligence. Yeah. Emotionally, how do we grow? Uh, how do we grow socially? Mm -hmm. What are some steps? No, I mean, for me, it's putting myself in places that are uncomfortable. For me, it's yeah. allowing myself to step into a social situation. Like, you go to the gym a lot. For me, the gym was always like a place that socially I felt insecure. I don't feel very often insecure in rooms that I walk into just because I'm comfortable and love people. But in the gym world, I felt uh, like all of those pieces that I was not smart enough to be there because I don't know how to work the equipment, that I had not done it enough, that yeah. physically I couldn't really. And then socially, I just always felt like they know I'm a fraud, you know? And mm. so I always felt awkward, but it was a good place for me to grow some of my like those pieces because it was like do it anyway yeah you hate it you don't like it so for a season of life i joined this little like group of ladies and though there was some adversity in it it grew a ton of my emotional and uh and uh social quotient of just understanding how people work yeah. how people think how things work uh, and and how i could be better in it yeah because i wasn't at first i didn't handle it right emotionally at first. I didn't handle it right socially at first because I felt a little uncomfortable, but it grew me. And I think it's important to put ourselves in really uncomfortable places. That is genius. If we don't get outside of our bubble, yeah. if we don't get outside of our circle, then we can't advance. If you don't know something, you want to grow your intelligence, you read a book right. that stretches your brain yeah. into a new form. And so if you're trying to grow socially or emotionally, you have to put yourself in new social circles. One of the best things for me when we planted Living Church, I had been a full-time pastor at that point for yeah. 10 years. And I had become so accustomed to only interacting with Christians right. and church, church people yep. that I went from this guy who was like a soul winner and loved to like reach people far from God to this kind of like stuffy, Right, tie wearing ivory tower yeah, office yeah. of only talking to Christian people. And all the so time. I got, I mentioned it a second ago, I got really invested with the Chamber of Commerce yeah. here locally and a couple of other like avenues like that in our city. And I met so many people that were so different than me. Mm -hmm. I met people and I started going to events yeah. where alcohol served. Right. I started going to events where people are getting drunk. Right. I started like, Literally, I'm putting myself in places I've never really experienced right. in my like growing up Christian bubble. And it was so good for me to grow socially. Yeah. Because now I'm able to lead people that struggle with a lot of things that I haven't struggled with, but because I really genuinely made friends. Right. Um No, and you got you you gained understanding and empathy, yeah. but then also experience yeah. to know like because it wasn't something you dealt with personally, yeah. but now you have that that experience. I am a little nervous to talk about this, and so maybe we can cut it. <laughs> but uh, you know, as a pastor, we teach what the Bible says is true. Yes. And so, like a big hot topic right now in society is homosexuality. Okay. Um, and so, like I have never really been around 
anybody right. who was homosexual. And so this guy started coming to our church and uh, we met him, he worked at a restaurant. And so he, he just started coming and yeah. he was like loving what was happening at Living right. Church. And I just told myself like, get to know this guy a little bit. Right. So we went there and yeah. had lunch one day and he sat down and was talking to us. He's the nicest dude in the, in the right. whole world. And so like I had to push myself a little bit again into an environment that I have never really understood before. Right. And in the same way, the Bible says that we should not be getting drunk. The same way the Bible says that we should not be living these lifestyles. Right. I still as a pastor need to be loving and kind mm -hmm. and able to relate to what they're walking through. Right. And uh, and man, we to grow socially, sometimes we just have to be around somebody that's a little bit different than us. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I'm conforming to their beliefs. It means that I'm understanding who they are and what they've walked through and like what they're what they're Well, and you're not are. forcing them to conform to yours no. either. We're just learning from each other yeah. and growing uh, together. I mean, Jesus had lunch at Zacchaeus's house. Right. Zacchaeus, uh, we didn't know the song, he's a wee little man, but really the dude was a tax collector right. who was essentially working for the enemy. He was a, right. a sellout. Yeah. But Jesus still went to his house and had lunch. Jesus still talked with a woman at the well who had five husbands. Jesus still touched the leper. Right. Like Jesus put himself in these social situations. Yeah that no other priest was willing to do. Right. And just because he was there, he was able to really do great things. Yeah, and me. I think that Christians, we, we're like, we wanna do more, we wanna change the world, we wanna make a difference, but I'm gonna stay in my office. Yeah. And I'm gonna stay in the church and I'm only gonna talk to my holy huddle. Right, well you said it before, it's like a safe bubble. You stay in this little yeah. bubble, but if you stay in the bubble, you can't you can't go anywhere else. Like yeah. you're just stuck there. Like the the bubble boy from Seinfeld, he's stuck in his room. Like, yeah. but it's true, you're stuck, and you can't do anything else if you're unwilling to like step outside of it. And so you have to decide: is what is what I'm called to? Is what I believe I'm supposed to step into? more valuable than the uncomfortableness for a moment. Yeah, You and I have put ourselves, we've talked about it before, we uh, almost every summer have flown with our spouses to other great churches yeah. or even great organizations and just put our feet in places that were bigger than us so yeah. we could expand yeah. our knowledge, our understanding, even just our uh, ideas of how yeah. we do things. It doesn't mean we're gonna take everything from them, right. but we're gonna take maybe something good from them and, and grow. And so that wasn't easy the first time we did it to walk in and to yeah. be like, we're just these these people from this little church. Does anyone wanna be our friend? Yeah. But we've made great relationships out of yeah. it. And we've gained some incredible wisdom yeah. because we're willing to put ourselves in that place. We had to expose ourselves yeah. um, to something bigger, something different, something yeah. more. Yeah. And so like, man, there's a ton of things. If you're a mom and you're trying to figure out how to like raise your kids, oh, Rachel, right. Rachel, she'll talk to women in the right. church about like, what do you feed your kids for dinner? Right. How do you do the like morning pack the bag thing? Like how, do, what's your go to bed right. schedule? Like right. she's exposing herself. Yeah to new ideas yeah. as pastors, as leaders, if you're any kind of industry, yeah. you've got to expose yourself to grow in all these different pieces. One of the things we haven't said yet that is the idea that uh, we've shared about it and talked about it before, but in order to grow in these, you have to be willing to be self-aware. Yep. You have to be willing to 
look at yourself and really evaluate how well you're doing at it. Yeah. Because like for you and I, like we were both loud and we were both fun and crazy and, and when we were younger and then we got like super into what we were doing and got really busy. And there was a season where we weren't as social. We were more uh, pulled back mm-hmm. and we had to go, wait a minute, we're, we're doing good. Like church is doing good. Our team is doing good. We should actually hang out with more people again. Right. Like, but we only were able to see that because we were willing to be self-aware. Yeah. I, and like if these four things uh, were in a race or like, you know, those things they have at like water parks or not water parks at like uh, amusement parks where you like shoot oh, the water yeah, yeah, yeah. and the like little horses are like faster. racing. Yeah. These four areas are kind of doing the same thing. And like when one falls behind, yeah. now it's time to like grow. So for me as a pastor, there are moments that I still have to grow my intelligence. Yeah. We have redone our budget. Yeah. So we've had to, re- that's some intelligence junk. Absolutely. So I have to go and focus on like, okay, I have to grow my intelligence. If I start getting sad and depressed and all overwhelmed, yeah. that's emotional. Yeah. If I find myself, like you were saying, only working, don't have any friends, right. I have to get that social yeah. horse. No, up. yeah. I think we have to be constantly evaluating it. Um, and constantly saying, hey, I'm gonna push for more, which does bring in some other pieces that we could hit really fast of the other ones yeah. on the list, the the motivation quotient and the curiosity. Yeah. I think that those both are pieces that- So that's MQ and CQ. Yeah, there's so many Qs, but yeah. it's true because uh, those two things are are necessary. I feel like as you keep pushing, like, like we can get to like, oh, comfortable, happy, we've achieved the success we want, but these other ones are what are gonna keep us going, keep us pushing, keep us saying, hey, let's try it different. The curiosity quotient is part of what helped us go, hey, I would love to, we're church nerds, let's go learn about other churches, let's see how they do it. The curiosity allowed us to put ourselves in a place that then pushed our intelligence and pushed our emotional. How does that work? Yeah. How did they do that? Yeah, no, right. But the motivation, I mean, really, if you're listening to the tug of more, it's because there's some motivation already there. Absolutely. It's because you're internally motivated to, to do something. Yeah, but but we still have to be growing it because there can be moments where we get to a semi-comfortable place and then yeah. we're like, ah, I'm not really motivated to make change. Yeah. We've been in circumstances where, or like are our, our, in our business, in our, in our church, things have been kind of heavy in one area. And then we weren't motivated to handle these things over here because we're like, we're handling so much here. Yeah. But we had to keep growing our motivation quotient too. Yeah. So I think they're important altogether. Yeah, super important. So let's do this. Up on the screen, on the YouTube link, we're gonna write all these out. Ready? There they are. Screen shoot it. Think about what areas right. you need to spend some time growing in. Yeah. Where do you need to invest yourself to grow? Do you need to uh, get better at dealing with adversity? Do you need to get better at dealing with some emotional stuff or social stuff? Because if you're called to more, which I promise you are, it's up to you to work on these areas to advance yourself. Right. You have to intentionally decide to grow them and and then to also align yourself with people who are stronger in the other ones that maybe you're weak in and yeah. then iron let iron sharpen iron and, and keep going. It's really yeah. good. Super good. <laughs>